It came from Gen X. Hey, welcome to It Came From Gen X. I am Keith Porter with Brian Fisher, a.k.a. Fishbone, Michael Skinner, a.k.a. Skinbone, and we are your hosts for this hour ride of life through the eyes of Gen Xers. We hope you enjoy the show, and we want to say to our friends in Ireland and our friends in Germany, welcome in der Sindug. Uh, welcome to the show. That was my best German, so hope you enjoy it. Uh, man, guys, sports, 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 sports. Crazy week in sports. A little bit crazy week in music. Big announcements and a little bit of pop culture slash music. And, um, you know, in spite of the whole COVID thing, the world seems to be rolling on in a lot of areas. So I'm excited about that. And... Let's say hello to our co-host, Brian Fisher. What's up, Fishbo? Hey, man. How's it going? Good weekend. Shout out to uh, two friends, uh, Annie Cunningham and Jim Surma, who got married on Friday. Awesome. Very Great people. Very nice uh, wedding. So I've known Annie for many, many years. She's the, one of the younger sisters of one of, my, one of my old friends and one of my brothers, Jim Cunningham. Mm. So, yeah, just a, just a nice ceremony. Good to see a lot of old friends. So that's good. Great, great time. Congratulations to them. Good, good, good. Uh, Skinbone, let's welcome Michael Skinner to the show. Your other co-host, what's going on, my brother? Oh, just another. Like I told Fish earlier, another day in paradise. Uh, we were at the uh, reception for Jim and Annie on on Friday. It was nice to catch up to a lot of people. Uh, Fish made a good point that uh, it it sucks that we're getting to the point in our lives where you go to two things, a wedding or a funeral, to catch up on life with a lot of people that you normally had seen in your younger adult life. So yeah, um, I agree with what Fish said, that we've got to change that and get that back on track, start seeing these people a little more often. But uh, now Miss Marcy got to uh, do some work in the basement this weekend. Uh, she's a little sore today, but she's a pro now at uh, doing some work, uh, ceiling work. So we're doing some texturing on the ceiling so we can get some paint on there. Uh, Hopefully okay. this week, but uh, the little uh, one's got us got busy with. Got a good one. Yep, the little one's got us busy with volleyball this week. She's got uh, she plays for the middle school and they're in tournaments, uh, district tournaments this weekend. So we get to spend okay. the weekend at this at the um, Hudson High School. I think is where it's at this year. Oh, awesome! So. Okay, good, good. Wish her luck. I had a pretty good weekend and went in the studio Saturday. Was there all day with Diamond Phillips band recording an album with them. Uh, recorded an awesome song and one take again. That was two takes last month. Got it in one take uh, this time. So kind of excited about that. Next month, they told me they wanted to do a song in half a take. I don't know how that's possible, but I'll try to figure it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So welcome to the show, everybody. Um, in case you're new to the show, we are just. 30-plus-year-old friends, brothers. Uh, we've been together forever. We've been through it all together. And this show is just about life, sports, music, pop culture, world news through the eyes of Gen Xers. We like to be nostalgic, talk about when was. We like to talk about uh, the dichotomy between how we see things and how millennials may see things. like to laugh, um, though, though we get very serious, too, with some very – Serious topics, and we got a couple on the show today. So, uh, first of all, Skinner, you want to give some shout outs to a couple of good people? Yeah, I want to first shout out uh, to Christophus Dominic at WNVU, which Fisher will announce here in a minute how you can catch us. Uh, we're on from seven to eight uh, on the internet radio. Uh, shout out to our boss, as we like to call him, Michael Skinner Jr., my son. Uh, truthfully, my pride and joy couldn't be prouder of the man he's uh, I, I has been. Son upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I raised him properly, uh, being a Browns fan versus a Steelers fan oh, for that. God. But uh, no. no, very proud of uh, what he's done. Um, very happy that he's part of our show. Nobody knows but us exactly what uh, work he puts into keeping us straight, which is and what he puts up with. <laughs> right. It's not an easy task taking care of us three, but, uh, you become your parents. Ooh, that right. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a great job and we appreciate that. Of course, 
uh, Peyton uh, Fisher's daughter has done work for us on the show as well. And, and Steele's done a little bit of work for us, uh, your son. So we do yeah, appreciate our kids. All spring involved, yeah. Absolutely. Do appreciate our kids, and they are a part of the show, which makes it even more special for me. So, Well, they're part of us. So, All right, Fish, where can they find the show, brother? Absolutely. Well, like Skinner just said, we can find us on uh, Mondays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on WMVU.org. Uh, a uh, streaming of our podcast is there for you every Monday, if you're on the go, just pull up that uh, site, hit the uh, play live button on your smartphone or otherwise, and you can listen to us right there. Um, you can stream us whenever you want to on demand on your favorite podcast platforms or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. If you do listen to us on podcasts, give us a subscribe and new episodes will uh, download for you for free and give us a listen on the go. You can ask your home assistant device to play the It Came From Gen X uh, podcast as well. We are on YouTube. It came from Gen X channel. You can see video versions of our show there. We also share those to our Facebook page um, at It Came From Gen X. All social media links, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all can be found on our Linktree account. It's the Linktree. It came from Gen X. All uh, links are right there for you in a very easy-to-use platform. And the main one now is our website. It came from genx.wordpress.com. All show information is there. Links to promos, links to all episodes, videos about us, all kinds of stuff there on the website. Go check us out there. We appreciate your support. If you like our stuff, give us a uh, follow, like, subscribe, and tell a friend. And... Uh, you know, spread the word. And as you mentioned already, Keith, our German listeners, we are now up to the most listened to country beyond the United States. So somebody out there is listening in Germany. So the, again, as you mentioned already, thank you for your uh, support I, I out there in Germany. How's that? They found out how much beer you drink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's got to be German. There you go. <laughs> That's right. German. And we also, I do the Convincing Idiots podcast, uh, as you guys know as well, for nerd and pop culture. And Germany's also listening there. So we have a theory. Mm-hmm. It's, just a, it's, it's just a developing theory. Germans love David Hasselhoff and perhaps me. So I don't know. Just, just put it out there. I don't know. I've heard that, I've heard that so before. I, I, it's, it's just. We're yeah. still trying to work it and prove it, and yeah, we have a lot of science. Yeah, but I, we have a lot of analysts well. and scientists behind the scenes. I think Mike Junior is doing a lot of analytical work here to check that uh, theory <laughs> out. But uh, that's just just a small theory. So, thank you for listening out there, whoever you like. Uh, hopefully, Absolutely. you like all of us. Obviously, yeah. So. Idiots. That's our our our, our brother show. And yeah. one day you are going to get us all together. So I hope you mm. can handle it, people. Be ready for that. Next week, we'll talk about that, if you yeah, can, can do it next week. Yeah. Okay, so before I talk about our gear here and our ongoing highlight of customer service, whether it be good or bad, we are in the Akron area here. I just got to make a, a, a quick highlight on situation in my house. Our refrigerator stopped working two weeks ago. Um, it's only a year and a half old. Nice whirlpool. Really had no reason to stop working, and so so if he called you and said, "Is your refrigerator running, sir?" You would say, "No, it's not." It'd be like, <laughs> "Ah, man, shot down that prank call and just right, right there." So yeah, anyway, we we started living out of a cooler because everybody uh, was so booked up with the help with the help shortage, and oh. it's been pretty rough. I was buying two and three, four bags of ice every day for like a week. Mm. Finally got somebody out here, and they come out. And if I if I can remember who it was, trust me, I would point them out. And this guy looks at it and goes, "Oh, you need a new fan and this and that, blah 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 blah." And he, first he told us turn the refrigerator off and def- and take everything out the freezer and defrost it. So he comes out and told us we needed a new fan and this other crap. And he would be this on a Friday. He would be back Monday with the parts to put it in, and we got to pay for the labor, the parts, the whole nine yards. So I'm like, oh, okay, another weekend with ice in a cooler. Couldn't grocery shop because we could only keep so much, you know. Hey, Monday comes around, nothing. Not even a phone call. Tuesday, mm. nothing. Wednesday, nothing. So I'm fed up. I start calling a bunch of people again. 
after, you know, a few calls, I finally found someone that said, hey, we'll be out tomorrow morning. Um, a company by the name of S&S uh, Appliance. They came out right when they said, guy looked at the refrigerator good. First thing he goes is, why did you unplug it and defrost it? He goes, I can't tell what's wrong if it's not running. I can't point out. I said, that's what this moron told us. Then he looked at it, and he goes, there's nothing wrong with your fans at all. Listen, your fans are perfect. He goes, I don't think there's anything wrong with your, your refrigerator. He goes, as a matter, it just need a reset. As a matter of fact, you, I can't tell until it's running for at least 48 hours. So just mm. go ahead and run it. I'll be back in a couple of days. I'm not going to charge you a service charge right now. And if I come back, I'll charge you the service charge. And whatever we do is covered for 30 days, blah, blah, whatever. Well, the refrigerator ran all weekend perfectly. We were able to get some food back in the house. We were so grateful. And the uh, the consensus of the family was to call the guy anyway, tell him, come on and look at it just to make sure. And if we'll pay the service, you know, and if anything's messed up over the weekend or over the next 30 days, it was covered. And I let him know that. And he was like, dude, why even bother? So don't lose any money. Just if it messes up, call me. Then you pay the service charge, and it'll be covered. But right now, just go ahead and enjoy your refrigerator, and uh, hmm. have a great day. Uh, technician, my name is Sean, and I just wanted to highlight there are still honest, uh, good people out there. SNS Appliance, good for you, and thank you very much. Okay, yeah, you guys ready to do a show? All right, let's hey, do it. Know, there's, there's nothing wrong with our fans either, Keith. I'll just say that. Thank <laughs> you. A lot wrong with your fans. Trust me. Yeah. I, I, I won't get into that. So, so Fisher's <laughs> got his Seinfeld on today. We won't get into that yep. because that's part of his his segment. But he's wearing his Dallas Cowboy hats today, and I just mm -hmm. want to say, as your mm -hmm. friend, mm -hmm. uh, you, Coach Cooper, Mary Beth, all my nephew Charles, all of you, I'm happy for you. Yep. Mm -hmm. For your team looking good. I've seen the disappointment over the years. The, I'm sick of this team. Are you kidding? I've seen it all. I'm happy for you guys. You guys look like the real deal. Your defense is, is looking real. I'm happy for you. Skinner, I hate you. Junior, I know you're listening. And you're Cleveland Browns. But I'm happy for you. But I want you guys to know, I'm repping the black and gold today, baby. We're down but not out, and I have no shame in my game. So watch what you say, because we'll be back. That's all I got to say. As soon as we pick it up at the quarterback, but <laughs> moving right along. Offensive line, defensive line, yeah. <laughs> younger players. Oh, now you want to name all our problems, okay, really? <laughs> Boy, that's yeah. so funny. Hey, cheers, by the way. Yeah, I got your cheers. Your fifty coaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a uh, one in fifteen season, four in sixteen season. Now you want to be cute all of a sudden. You got three games under your belt. You want to be cute. <laughs> no, it's, uh, the NFL was a great weekend for football all around. It was an amazing weekend. You know, uh, you'll talk a little bit more about it in your segment. I won't take it away from yeah. you, but really enjoyed the football this weekend. So did I. Uh, the uh, Tom Brady's return to Foxborough last night. Mm -hmm. um, that was just history. If you didn't watch it, you're an idiot. Whether you like Brady, whether you like the Bucks, whether you like New England, it was great. Um, the emotions, to see him interacting uh, with the owner, with the coaches. Um, and, and Mac Jones outplayed Brady last night. That was the most astonishing thing. And if it wasn't for a missed field goal, New England would have pulled that off last night. Mm -hmm. So it was just great to watch. Uh, lots of great other games. Both New York teams got a win yesterday. Uh, which is really cool. Yeah, the Jets tried to give that game up, didn't they? Yeah, they tried to. And our Ohio State alumni, Justin Fields, got his first win yep. with the Chicago Bears. So we're very, very happy oh, for him. Oh, yep. missed that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very excited. Okay, so with World News, Skinner, take it away, brother. All right, yep. It's uh, Well, this was first one will be World News because there was an outage clear across the uh, globe today. Uh, Facebook and its identities, uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, uh, WhatsApp, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple others, um, about noon Eastern time, went down today. First, I thought it was a cyber attack, but I didn't quite catch exactly what happened. 
Uh, but as of about an hour ago, before the show started taping here, so about eight o'clock Eastern, everything's finally back up and running. Uh, so with with that, I want to go back to a Gen X time when we were growing up, and ask you guys a question: What occurred during our time that would stop work, stop you from working, stop you from your everyday life? Not just necessarily work, because we didn't work. I mean, we were kids, we worked. But what stopped your life when we were growing up? It wasn't the internet going down for an outage. It wasn't uh, wasn't these apps losing things. But I wanted to ask you guys, think back when we were kids, what, what occurrences happened that stopped daily life? Whether that's work, school, you know, everyday life. But the only thing I remember is snow. Yeah. So, you know, back, you know, it's, it's, it's so weird to talk about that because it's like, you just don't really see it in Northeast Ohio. Like we had, when we were kids with the changing climate and mm-hmm. so forth, but it was definitely more prevalent when we were kids that you would have a big snowstorm mm-hmm. and you would have a snow day or it would make it difficult. But even with that, it was still not many workplaces were closing down their workplace I think about the only I think the only time in my life I remember an employer shutting things down was a blizzard in 1994 and that was pretty bad I remember even getting to work in my 94 Camaro Jesus that was like oh wow was tough <laughs> in Merriman Valley Skinner driving Man. through there oh wow trying to come <laughs> got all the way there and they wound up closing down the office for the day and then I remember going up the hill in Merriman Valley my car was literally sideways driving up the hill to get out of there that was pretty gritty but uh, other than that i don't remember much of anything closing down any uh, our lives except for extreme weather like that so that- you know, it's, you're looking at a guy uh, me and my <coughs> wife at the time decided to go to niagara falls in december in a camaro that was that was a brilliant decision. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Didn't think that one through, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, Rear wheel drive in the snow. No, <laughs> sir. Times of my life, I tell you. Sure. So, uh, you know, interesting uh, question, Skinner, and a really good one. And the first one that comes to mind is one that's still true today, and that's the electric going out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about it, I think about it in two different capacities. Remember being in school when that happened? And I mean, it was just what nap time, put your head down, that type of deal. Um, gosh, I used to love that, but hate it because we got out of doing stuff and we got to take a nap. But at the same time, it was the worst thing waking up with the light coming on. And especially if you were a heavy sleeper, as even as a kid, you got the slobber coming off your mouth and the cute girl in front of you looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember those instances. Then, of course, that, uh, bad lightning weather of uh, those rainy days with the bad weather and and uh your mom would make you turn off everything and there was nothing on no tv no lights and everybody just was just sitting in the living room or sitting on the front porch um those were awesome times you know and mm-hmm. i think uh i never thought about it like this then i don't want to pretend like i did but thinking about it now it was a good moment to unplug and, and sit and talk and everything. Um, maybe it was a little superstitious back then because now it storms and everybody just keeps doing what they're doing. But we used to stop everything, turn mm-hmm. everything off, you know, if it was a bad lightning. And it was a good, quiet moment. It was good to unplug from all the phones and, and ringing, not like what we have today. Uh, but uh, it, it was a nice, quiet, peaceful moment. So those are the things I remember. That's an interesting statement that you made that we unplugged because that that unplugging for us back then was turning television off and the phone not working because it had mm-hmm. you had to use electric for the phone to actually ring because we didn't have cell phones. We had, and at that time, depending on when you're talking, is we had the walking phones, as my mom used to call it. It was the the uh, cordless battery-operated ones that you didn't have the 50-foot stretch cord that you could mm-hmm. walk around from room to room and it, you yeah. had to hang it up, you had to get up to hang it up. So it's interesting that you the, the dynamic of unplugging what you mean by that from when we were younger versus how we unplug today. Now we unplug as we turn our cell phones off, we turn the TVs off, and we try to go to sleep. That's the only time people unplug anymore. Um, I like yeah. to try to go once a year on a fishing trip, 
uh, where we go, you can't use cell phones because there's no towers around. So we literally unplug from society for three days. And it's very rewarding, personally, to me. Yes. Here, bringing it up, I can't remember the last time I did that. Mm -hmm. And just think about it now, I am going to plan me a time to make sure I do this. I need it. Um, We're so wrapped up in our phones every day. I, I use my phone for everything. You know, I schedule my drum lessons. I talk to you know everything. Um, but it's good. I remember the last time I did it, I went to Myrtle Beach uh, with my wife. Uh, you, you guys all know Marianne. And the first thing we did was we walked into our room. We took off our watches and we took our phones and we put them in a drawer. So we don't want to see them to the end of the week. And that was the greatest week. Not knowing what time it was. I have to take any right. calls. Man, I need that. I'm going to make sure I do that here real soon. It is very therapeutic. And you also mentioned about electrical outage, and I brought it up in our in our pre-production meeting. When there was an electrical outage, when it pertained to us in school, the library's closed. We couldn't do our schoolwork. If we had a, a report to do, or and you guys chuckled, the encyclopedias that almost, almost every family had in their house. Um, I know I had a set of encyclopedias, and I did a lot of work out of those encyclopedias. And if they weren't in there, I was down at the Kimmore Boulevard Library down there doing my studies. So there was mm. been, a, I, I couldn't recall now any times that I, I was stuck because I didn't have that ability. But that would be our outage or our work stoppage would be the libraries were closed. When it comes to us in school, <laughs> My, well, um, I remember that. Well, we sound old. We sound old. I know, right? I, I'm thinking, boy, how far have we come? <laughs> I, you know what? Real quick, here. I remember you mentioned a blackout there. I do recall a blackout in this area. It's a pretty large blackout through the northeast mm-hmm. part of the country back in the early 2000s. It knocked out a huge grid. You guys might remember that from here to New York, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, like a day or two, maybe something like that. But I just remember when the power was out and it was warm, too. Yeah. It was a summertime. It was the, the point is, people in the neighborhood kind of came out of their houses, mm-hmm. and you were just outside because everything was out inside, yeah. and you were getting some cool. And it was a, those moments to where you probably saw some of your neighbors that you'd barely see at all, mm-hmm. and it was just a, a small. Mm-hmm extra interaction with people just being outside and saying hello and talking through and just hey how are you and stuff like that you know it took a blackout to have that little bit bit of a experience but you know i'm not saying knock the power out to do that type of stuff but it was just nice to step outside and interact with your neighbors a little bit there so that was it so yeah great great story skinner thank you very much i got one other one real quick before we move on and you know Back when Chick-fil-A, remember when the Chick-fil-A Corporation came out um, and they took a lot of flack because they were not open on Sundays, and they still aren't to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a local restaurant, and I uh, wanted to get you guys, as a, uh, and I'll pose a question after done. Local restaurant chain here in Northeast Ohio, there's probably, what, seven, maybe seven restaurants. Uh, this, the Rockney's is the name of the, of the uh, restaurant. One of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Great place. Uh, me and Marcy know the manager at the one in Stowe, uh, a couple of the servers, the bartender there that usually takes care of us, or the one bo- one booth that we always sit at. A couple weeks ago, he came up to us and he says, yeah, you guys can't come see us on Sundays anymore. I have to give my employees a day off, so we are closing on Sundays, starting, I think it was last week. Now, there's two things to that story. Uh, one is the work stoppage or the work shortage of workers. He had to take a day off and close the restaurant so he can give his employees a day off of rest. Unheard of that there's one, a, a restaurant chain such as that, a retail place that they're going to sh- lose money by being shut down, but his his people and their well-being was more important than them staying open and overworking his people. So kudos to the to the Rockneys group. But my question to you is, is if you can, we're going to go back. This is another Gen X topic. When we were kids, growing up, and even as young adults, things were closed on Sundays. It was a day to rest, like it says in the Bible. It's a day to rest. The only things I remember as kids being open were gas stations. And mo- some of those were even closed. Those that were only open 8 to 5 during the week, they were closed on Sunday. 
and a couple convenience stores and maybe one grocery store out of all the grocery stores that were available. But everything was closed on Sunday. Everybody had family time. Everybody took the day off. If the kids had sports or things like that, the parents were both able to attend because they were off on Sundays. Uh, it was a. I wish we could get back to that. I wonder to your guys' thoughts if you remember how Sundays were growing up and even as young adults when things were a lot slower than they are now. Absolutely. Uh, great topic. Uh, be- before I answer that, I wanted to, uh, I don't want to use the word correct, but clarify um, something because it gets misconstrued a lot that the Bible didn't say to rest on Sundays. What the Bible said was uh, on the seventh day, he rested. And what the Bible says was keep the Sabbath holy. The one misunderstanding, um, there's a scripture in my Bible we live by that says my people perish for lack of knowledge, means that people need to study the Bible. You would never pick up a law book and read a couple of lines and assume that you know what it means. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people do. They see one scripture and they run with it, and then it it morphs into something else. But if you study the Bible, um, when, when you hear that Jesus did this on the first day, or God created this on the next day, and the third day, and the fourth day, and all this other thing, people get in their mind that, oh, this was done in a week's time. But the Bible teaches us that a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years uh, to God. So the first day wasn't 24 hours. It was over thousands of years, actually. Um, that's why it took time for land masses to develop and, and, and water masses to develop and trees to grow. The second day was thousands of years, so on and so on. So I just wanted to clarify that um, real quick. So, man, I tell you what, every job I've ever had, I made it very clear, uh, well, as of the last 20 years, I don't work on Sundays. You guys know that's a very important day to me. And I boldly said that, and they were just like, well, I didn't just say that. I said, I don't work on Sundays. I'm in church on Sundays. And and I've never had a, a manager, a supervisor say anything yourself. I, no problem. I respect that. So I've been very fortunate with that. But I think we talked about unplugging in the last little segment. I wish it would get back to that too, Skinner. I just think everything needs to slow down for a minute and regroup. Now, I know it gets inconvenienced sometimes when you need this or want that. Oh, everything's closed. And we get that. But the only time we get that feeling of how old Sundays used to be is on Christmas. Everything's right. pretty much closed up a few here and there. But now, more things are starting to stay open now. But I, I tend to agree with you. I would like it to get back to that, too. Fish? Yeah, I do miss those times as, you know, growing up, certainly when it was at least in you know, my house, it was, it was a lot of family time. Mm-hmm. You know, dad, dad was off. Now, as I grew up and as a teenager, mom had to work on Sundays in retail when I was getting into my senior year and all that. But even with that, we always been at a point every Sunday we'd have Sunday dinner. That's how it's supposed to be. With, 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 with the three of us, at least three of us. And mm-hmm. if I was dating, so whatever it did, it, it was family time Sunday. And then we had the, the, the Sunday evening, you know, television, I remember, you know, like In Search Of and Walt Disney's, you know, Sunday night show back in the day yeah. and stuff like that. It was just sitting there with a the family, enjoying family time together. And that's what it was about. Even as I grew up, I mean, that, that was instilled with me for a long time. Even when I yeah. moved out of the house yes. every Sunday for years, yeah. even in my 20s, I would go home and hang out probably do laundry a little bit but still i'd hang out with mom and dad and watch tv and just spend family time and sunday dinner i did that for a long time yeah Yeah. so anyway yeah i do miss those times absolutely we all need to slow down and And, experience some of that yeah it's really great the family time is very important you know no phones at the table none of that stuff we get to talk and uh it makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Yeah. That phone at the table that just brings up. I am so happy with our dining room table we have in this new house. If you guys remember my old house, I had the rec room and that's where the table was. We didn't have a dining room at the old house, so the family couldn't sit at the table yeah. and eat dinner. We were all dispersed without the house. Now right. at the new house here, we have the dining that big beautiful dining room table that we can sit. And yeah. sure enough, our family's so big. Meals at that table. Right. And our family's so big, even with the eight seats, we still don't have enough room for everybody. But wow. at least we have a place that we can go to. 
And the rule is, if you're if we're eating dinner as a family, we're eating dinner as a family, not on the damn phones. So that's a there good go. that's a good point that you made. Yep. Mm. So, okay, okay, thank you. That, that's all I got, fellas. All right, great stuff. All right, well, we will move on to sports and music. Sports. And I'll try to get through this quick, so we make sure we need plenty of time for uh, for fish here. Okay, quick first story uh, is about as controversial as it gets. A New Zealand weightlifter who failed to advance beyond the first round in the Olympics has been named Sportswoman of the Year. Laurel Hubbard, who became the first openly transgender Olympic competitor, was honored by the University of Otago last week, according to the New Zealand Herald. Hubbard, 43, caused controversy by making the Olympics, leading to a debate over whether biological women who should have been in the competition were pushed aside and the rules that allowed him to compete as a woman. Hubbard formerly had competed in weightlifting events as a man. Okay, guys, I know we have talked about this a little bit in a, in a, in a, in a previous show. I, I want to make this quick, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but this little point that came to my mind today. They test for steroids in sports, right? Mm-hmm. And why? Because if you take steroids, it's an unfair advantage. advantage. What hypocrisy is this saying? And here's the part that really gets me. This person competed before as a man. <laughs> Are you serious right now? Yeah, that's a yep. that's a tough pill to swallow. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to leave it at that, Skinner. That's a tough pill to swallow. Is it It's not the Olympic Committee that has uh endorsed this this athlete. It's the country that they're from, correct? That's an interesting question, but the Olympic Committee allowed it to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't see how that happens. And we did talk about this subject in, in, a, uh, in a previous episode, and it got it was a pretty heated discussion there, too. Yeah, I, it was very heated. Yeah, we all agreed for the most part. It was nothing against the transgender person. No, not at all. We're, right. we're, we're speaking up for the women right. that have worked hard, that have trained for years, yeah. and you yep. can't... You can't tell me this is not an unfair advantage. There's medical and scientific. Hit my face and tell me it's rain. There's medical and scientific evidence that the male body is superior to the female body when it comes to muscles, when it comes to stamina, when it comes to. Oh no, man! I don't know about that. Well, but you understand what I mean. I know I'm messing with you. Go yeah, ahead. you know, it's just it's an unfair advantage for a man to play the same sport. Athletically speaking. Athletically speaking, as a and we talked about that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shame on New Zealand. Shame on those that have put this athlete. Nothing against the athlete whatsoever, but you can't put somebody that that competed as a man three years ago and now all of a sudden is competing as a woman. That's unfair to everybody involved. I'm sorry. I think when they got in the Olympics, you kicked all those other women, and now that they're down, you spit on them with giving this award. Right, fish. Yeah, I'm kind of in, in this. Yeah, and it, we're all saying it very clearly. We have nothing against if that's what you how you want to live your. Yeah, that's absolutely. no no issues at all. Like you say, it's just biology. At the end of the day, I, and I'm with you as far as you know the unfair advantage competing against other women. You know, at the end, it's, it's I'm sure the Olympic Committee is like, what, what what do we have to deal with here now? What is this? What's going on here? It's like wait, if we rule against it, we're going to have all this and that. Pro, t- if you rule for it, oh my right. goodness, I can't imagine being. You know what? You know they should honestly. What we may even see in our lifetime, who what? knows? Whole new. I'm not even kidding. Just just have another. If that's your country how, has transgender competitors, let them let let folks go out there and compete. <laughs> it's just a different. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even. Yeah, or maybe no, the whole other Olympics. Maybe the whole other Olympics. Thinking about looking at your yeah. shirt, it yeah. reminds me of uh, when uh, Kramer had lost his confidence on Seinfeld, and then he had got it back because he told everybody he was dominating at the dojo, taking karate, and they found out he was competing against children. Against yeah, kids. yes, yes right. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember seeing that. All these kids around, and <laughs> it was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yep. great. It was okay. All right. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yep. So, next story. Um, still in uh, sports. Bubba Wallace today. NASCAR story. I haven't done a NASCAR story yet. Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace won at Talladega, uh, became the second black driver to win a NASCAR cup race. Um, growing up, guys, there was no such thing, really, as, as a black driver in NASCAR. 
What is the stigma uh, or why there are no black drivers in NASCAR? I, I don't understand it. I was a NASCAR fan growing up. My mom and dad were NASCAR fans. I've been to a few races, and I don't understand why there isn't more. Uh, that, well, you know what the, the, the old story was. Well, it's, it's the old country boys racing cars. Yes. It's because if the track goes to the right. <laughs> the Detroit lean is to the right. No, I got you. <laughs> But uh, all these yeah. years, I've never understood why there isn't more athletes behind the wheel of a NASCAR. I really don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I think there's are several answers to that question. I think NASCAR certainly originated from a lot of southern states. So I think there's a lot of not being welcome, first of all, um, that in, the, in previous years. But I also think that um, driving has never been... God, I'm trying to word this the right way. Um, yeah, is it interesting to people? Is it a passion or something? I don't well, I know, man. Black, yeah. black people are just tend to be more physical, and so mm -hmm. like a basketball or football or something a little more where you're, you're using their body has appeal. I don't think driving has a, appeal to us uh, like some of the other sports, like even in golf, you know, the thing. So I just think it's a – I don't want to say cultural thing, but I think uh, – it's just one of those things where uh, there wasn't just the welcoming of learning about it to being uh, engrossed in it. And I think once that happens, there'll be more and more black drivers in NASCAR. I totally thought it was the stupidest thing in the world until I dated a girl who her and her son were into it. And when they would sit here and tell me all these little things that go into it and, you know, what's a Heinz device and this and that. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing, you know, what they have to do to. To, to drive these cars and I totally learned to appreciate it. I didn't become a fan, but I certainly appreciate it. I felt the same way about hockey. You know, it's white boy sport. Until uh at our beloved Ennis Junior High School when we learned about hockey and gym and then they had the hockey intramural tournament. Uh and I joined the team, a second leading scorer in the whole league and we won the championship. Um won every game by fifteen points and I learned to appreciate how this game was played. Grew up being an Edmonton Oilers fan, uh, Gretzky, Messier, Grant Fuhr, all these guys. So just a weird stigma. Fish? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. It's, it's, uh, you just wonder what, what, uh, if I'm a young kid, like you say, what type of exposure do I have in my local area to get it's, you know, golf is more prevalent now. Like you say, obviously sports, you know, football, you just go out and play with the kids in a court or a lot somewhere. So, you know, it, it, as you say, hopefully young kids, whatever you're into, hopefully wherever you're at, you can get some exposure to something and develop a passion for something like that. So, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think it's cool that he won. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's it's good for the sport. I think I think stuff like that, like with Tiger Woods and other absolutely prevalent athletes, gets another culture of kids yeah. that are as into something, uh, and you get diversity. Kids. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Okay, I'm going to do one more story here. I have some other stuff, but I want to make sure uh, uh, Fish has a lot of time. So the last story, I'm going to switch over to music. Music. First of all, guys, there was nothing worth talking about this day in music. Uh, no birthdays, no deaths, no significant things that we would care about. So I just wanted to, to say that. But a uh, story came out at uh, musicnews.com. Billie Eilish, who I think is the biggest joke in music today. Tell us uh, how you really feel. Okay, I think she is ridiculously stupid sounding. Anyway, <laughs> I know I mince words. I'm sorry. Billie Eilish has threatened to cancel uh, Texas gig over controversial abortion laws. Billie Eilish considered dropping out of Texas concert over the weekend due to the U.S. state's restrictive abortion laws. As part of her gig at the Austin City Limits Festival Saturday night, the happier-than-ever hitmaker blasted lawmakers for enhancing a law at the start of September in which abortion is prohibited once a fetal heartbeat can be detected. I am sick and tired of old men, she told the crowd, when they made that S a law. I almost didn't want to do the show because I wanted to punish this effing place for allowing that to happen here. But then I remember that it's you guys that are the effing victims and you deserve everything in the world. And we need to tell them to shut the F up. Okay. So y y you guys can say what you want about uh, Billie Eilish in that particular subject. But I just wanted to talk about the past years of musicians becoming uh, activists, if, if you will. 
Um, and which ones that you thought were, 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 were doing a good thing, which ones you thought were blowing smoke, or, or however you feel. Um, one, I remember Chrissy Hine. Um, she got um, in trouble with the Parisian police in 2003 for taking part in a PETA protest outside a KFC store. <laughs> the inhumane killing of chickens. <clears throat> the inhumane killing of chickens. Boy, you're not going to win that one. <laughs> if I see you outside a showcase, I'm going to blast you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom Morello, guitar player for Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slay, was arrested in 2006. They were protesting uh, rights for immigrant hotel workers, which was a real worthy cause. Nina Simone, this is a great one. The great Nina Simone protested the Vietnam, Vietnam War by not paying her taxes. I'm not sure how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly enough, she avoided the warrant for her arrest by moving to Barbados, where she reportedly <coughs> had an affair with the prime minister. <laughs> Boy, that's that's taking it to the limit. All sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Joan Baez. Uh, I'm actually teaching my kids now about the, the, the 60s and the music and all the pros protesting. Uh, Joan Baez was extremely active in Vietnam protesting. She got arrested twice. She even spent over a month in jail. She blocked interest to the Armed Forces Induction Center in Oakland, California. Um, and uh, she was very, very conscientious in that. Uh, of course, Pussy Riot, Russia's Baklavov wearing Putin objectors were now famous throughout the world for their arrest in 2012, where they danced in a church singing, Mother of God, chase Putin away. I'm surprised they didn't get killed. Uh, three of them were convicted of hooliganism. That's a crime. Motivated. That's. Uh, I think that's the same as uh, uh, trespassing, or uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for when you destroy property? Um, vandalism. Vandalism. Yeah, in the United States, hooliganism motivated by religious hatred, and they were released the following year after going on the hunger strike. So they spent the year in there. So I, you know, I could go on and on and name a few. Do you think? Billy Eilish is actually, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say in the right here. I don't want to start debating abortion on the show or not, or just trying to get some attention or what, Skinner? Well, my first thought is, is those people didn't go to that show to listen to her talk about abortion. They paid to listen to her sing her song. Okay. So you know what? That's the question I want to ask. Thank you for, for praising it like that. Are, should we take the stance of musicians are people too and they live in this country too and we should they should be able to do this or that or should they separate their music from how they feel about what's going on in society well, my problem with any celebrity is they use their status as a platform to say and do whatever the hell it is that they feel necessary it's like a lot of people gave uh, or still give LeBron James a lot of crap for all the talk that he does. When when I go to a, a baseball game or I go to a football game, basketball, if I go to an event, I'm there to watch the sport play. I'm not there to listen to the athlete talk about whatever's going on in the world. I'm going to that event, whether it's music, whether it's sports, to get away from reality for a period of time, usually two or three okay. hours. So let's clarify this. And I hope this is what you're saying, because this is where I am. I don't mind somebody using their status as a platform. I just think it should be separate from whatever it is they do. Correct. That's exactly what I mean. To the game, like, hey, Colin Kaepernick, I'm all for you kneeling to protest. Let's not do it at the game. I'm all for uh, you saying whoever, whatever. Don't do it at the concert. Right. You know, I I came to get away from that type of stuff. You want a fair assessment? You yeah you want to go and sing and do your do your concert for two and a half hours get off stage and go backstage and then talk to the public whether it's on TV or whatever fine don't do it on stage that people paid their hard earned money to get away from every, from that subject for that period of time am I wrong in saying it that way and then going into pop culture buddy I I I agree with that sentiment I think it's just. Yeah, if if uh, if I if I pay a ticket to go see the, yeah, you know, we're not trying to say entertainers are you know trained animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. So I'm with you 100. Everybody deserves to protest. Everybody deserves to 
speak his or her mind. But you're right, at the venue, eh, probably not that interested. And But uh, like you say, before or after, do whatever you want. Say whatever you want on social media. I don't really care. But, uh, yeah, I, I tend to right. agree. At the event, uh, let's keep uh, it uh, separated a, a little point. bit. Uh, music, <clears throat> sports, all this stuff is escapism. And we escape our daily grind. All that stuff is part of the daily grind. I don't want to hear it right now. Yeah. Okay, pop culture. Take it away, Fish. Okay, well, I'm about to say something that's going to excite and give a lot of Gen X women a lot of tingly feelings. Oh, my goodness. That, I that maybe, that. maybe they have not experienced in quite a long time. Maybe at the Skinner House. I'm not sure. I'm not over there. I don't know. But... Uh, oh, you know, I think Miss Marcy is uh, going to be pretty excited about yeah. this. Yeah. So in 2022, the mixtape tour with New Kids on the Block will be hitting the road again with New Kids on the Block uh, with some classic friends, Salt and Peppa in Vogue and Rick Astley will be hitting the road for a 50-plus date tour starting right here in our lovely state of Ohio in Cincinnati on May 10th of next year through Nashville, Dallas, Atlanta, and other cities. It wraps up in Washington, D.C. on July 23rd next summer. So new kids on the block hitting the road again. As a, I saw a picture of him. I don't have it here, but it, it, you know, they, these guys are holding up. Most of them pretty decent, you know. So you know, give them to their to their credit. So, yeah, I'm not interested uh, myself, but certainly a lot of Gen X women, I'm sure, are very interested, and, and male fans too, of course. You don't have to be female to like New Kids on the Block, but you know, probably most of them are. But there you have it. That's interesting because Miss Marcy went to see them. I think it was what a year, maybe two years ago. They did a mixtape tour. It was. New Kids on the Block, and it was Salt and Peppa, and it was um, Cool Modi, I think, uh, was was one of the rappers. I can't remember which one it was. And I, I always made a comment. I said, make sure you take your cane, or uh, be, be, don't be afraid to see a, a wheelchair up there on stage when they get out there to sing. You know, making those kind of jokes. But uh-huh. all seriousness aside, she told me that they had an absolute wonderful time and sure. hoped that they would do it again. And when we brought up the story in uh, pre-production, she goes, oh, yeah, we've already got plans to go to that concert. So uh, they'll get to experience it one more time. There you go. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, wear my Seinfeld, uh, my retro logo shirt today. Seinfeld's making a lot of news uh, over the past couple of days here. A couple of things. One is uh, after six years on Hulu, Uh, The entire Seinfeld series, nine seasons, has now moved over to Netflix as of October the 1st. Um, So one thing, uh, Jerry made a pretty cool new promo where he's like a a Lego man version of himself. He's like a Lego body in his head, and there's like a Lego set that looks like his apartment and stuff like that. So check that out. That's kind of amusing and and fun. But uh, making a lot of negative news is that the aspect ratio that Netflix is broadcasting, the show is getting a lot of negative press in social media and otherwise. So uh, this was a 90s show, as we know, and most people know. Uh, So this was uh, originally on the air, um, originally on the air in uh, before HD, right? So, uh, in when it was on, uh, so it was a four-three aspect on television. It was basically more of a square, okay. And then the DVD sets that came out later, they broadcast it in the same way. But uh, Netflix is putting it in a widescreen format of sixteen-nine, and so some things are cropped that some are complaining take away from the show. So for one scene, for instance, there's a famous episode called the Pothole where George is like complaining about a pothole in the street and on the, and the original on the shot there for a couple moments, it's not long. The pothole is cropped out. So again, that's what some people are complaining about here. So, you know, they, you know, so what they're well, saying is it takes away from the scene. Netflix yeah. Cave and maybe you have an option to broadcast it in right. one format or the other, or if you're a really true, 
you know, fan uh, of the original aspect, just go buy the DVD box set and watch it that way, basically. So I don't know if you guys, it's, you know, if you have any, any thoughts on that at all, or is it just people being overly right. critical of what Netflix is doing as far as how they're broadcasting, or do you care one way or the other? Go ahead, Skinner. Uh, truthfully, yeah. Uh, first of all, I announced uh, some technical difficulties. We're without Mr. Porter here for the rest of the time that we're on the air. But, uh, I, you know, with today's technology, I don't understand why there's an aspect ratio uh, problem to begin with. Um, if it's only going to be a scene here or there that it's going to cause an issue, people, it's a streaming show that's 20 plus years old. Get over it already is my thought. Um, you want to see the original, go buy the DVD sets that have the original show that's been remastered. This is a uh, Netflix streaming site that you can go to and watch at your leisure. Right. It's not the end of the world, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Okay. All right, so you, and uh, I also think this is just you know, secondary topic here. Ben Roethlisberger should immediately retire and uh they should or they should bench him immediately and keith if you have anything to say about that uh, now would be the time to you know speak up <laughs> <laughs> i thought your whole mic was out i'm sorry okay all right oh, okay all right no problem so just so uh, yeah on the video side you're going to be able to hear mr video, porter finish fine. the show but on the podcast side yeah unfortunately we have got some technical difficulty yeah, so but if, uh if you're listening on podcast if keith did not speak up there then he is a fur fully agree <laughs> that ben roethlisberger should immediately be benched and or and retire promptly and uh just it's time to move on so okay so another uh, uh speaking of netflix <laughs> Uh, there's a huge new show, uh, uh, number one on streaming on Netflix, and I think it's the number one streaming show right now in general, Squid Game. Uh, it's the Internet's favorite show is what it says here. So it's a Korean thriller poised to become, quote, the, the biggest non-English language show in the world, said Netflix's uh, C co-CEO Ted Sarando. So it's only been out for nine days and it's just kind of killing it right now in the streaming. So the premise is basically it's uh, it follows uh, a guy you know, played by, you know, it doesn't matter, but he and hundreds of other desperate and deeply indebted contestants compete in a violent and often grotesque competition for about $38 million. Only one person can win the prize and those who lose the series of children's games pay with their lives so squid game is uh, definitely big on social media it's been viewed it's on tiktok uh hashtag squid game has been viewed more than 22.8 billion times now that's just a few more views than it came from gen x videos on tiktok <laughs> so yeah, just 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 a few more the, that we have, but we're trying to get up to that level here. So, anyway, it sounds interesting. Is that something you guys might check out? Or nah, sounds too violent and weird. Not really interested. So, Keith, what do you think about Squid Game? Heard of it? Interested or not really? Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Skinner, you've heard of it? Yeah, I've got it here on my paperwork. Here, I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, I, n I have not heard of this show. Okay, um, I'm gonna. The premise sounds pretty cool. It's uh, graphic. Um, I'm I'm into the action type thing. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, I'm gonna check it out though. Definitely, it's it's piqued my interest. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left here. We'll get into some other stuff more next week. You know, Pat Robertson is retiring, and we'll get into more of that maybe next week here, guys, and stuff. Just a couple of feel good mm -hmm. stories real fast here. Uh, William Shatner, who we all know played Captain Kirk, he is literally 
going up into space on Jeff Bezos's space travel company, Blue Origin. So uh, Mr. Shatner is 90 years old now, and he'll be blasting off from That's West Texas believe. on October the 12th, making him the oldest person to travel in space. The, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So hopefully it goes, it just smells like something can go wrong at some point when you're shooting people up into space like that. I don't know, but that's a pretty cool story. Oh boy. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. So hopefully not to Mr. Shatner or anybody else that's going up there as civilian. I don't know. And the last one I had, I thought it was just a nice story here. So Chadwick Boseman, we know, uh, played uh, Black Panther in the Marvel series, and definitely, mm-hmm. I know we all in, really thoroughly enjoyed him in that role. And it's a real shame, you know, losing him so early. Uh, did a lot of good work. He was nominated for, I think, an Oscar after he passed away on some a movie on Netflix. I can't think of it. Anyhow, Howard University uh, is recognizing him and his impact on future generations. There's going to be a, a Chadwick A. Bozeman Memorial Scholarship funded by Netflix. Actually, again, Netflix making the news. $5.4 million. Uh, it's going to provide incoming students at the newly reestablished College of Fine Arts uh, with a four-year scholarship to cover the full cost of university tuition. So just thought it was a nice gesture and a nice way to remember him. I'm assuming he went to Howard University, I'm guessing, but uh, or Howard University. Is, a, is that, uh, for, and forgive me, it's a pretty prevalent um, black university. Is that correct? Howard University? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so very good. So uh, uh, just just a nice way to, you know, I just thought it was a good, uh, feel-good uh, uh, story to uh, wrap up the show in a minute. Go ahead, Keith. Hmm. Very fair. It is fair. It is a high honor, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, but I agree with what Mr. Porter just said. That there's been others that have been hmm. just as worthy prior to him. Yeah, I agree. Maybe he went there right. or something. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I, I guess I need to understand more of the particulars. But you're right. As far as an acting right. and everything else, probably impacts on the industry. Probably a lot more, you know, you, you could name a, a lot of folks. But anyway, still a nice thing to, to see and Netflix for stepping up there and, and, and all of that there. So uh, with that, we are right up on the hour here, gentlemen. So Skinner, do you want to go ahead? Oh, an NB, is it NBC, Keith? Like the La Brea Tar Pit or something like that? Is that sort of what it is? Is it a fault or something? What is it? Ah. Okay. They go back in time in the same city? Okay. But could you imagine that, Skinner? So it's like, Keith's like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this uh, reality football show. You guys want to join? We say, nope. <laughs> No, not nope. Not interested. Yep. Not interested to get into the crazy world of podcasting. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows where right. our lives our lives might have been? Yeah, that just, yeah. that one day down at uh, the basement at uh, Harding, and look where we are today. So, <laughs> anyway, Skinner, do you want to uh, take us out, uh, sir? Please. Yep. We can do that. Uh, folks, appreciate uh, your listen once again. It's been a great honor sharing the the, the, the screen and the, the mic with you gentlemen. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing this each week, and I hope the, our listeners, uh, if they don't agree with everything, I hope they can take what we say. And We have our own opinions. A lot of times our opinions are different, but if somebody has has their their own thought on a subject we're hoping that the information that we're providing can give them a, an, an avenue to rethink it is what i guess what i'm getting at but so for uh, keith porter and uh, brian fisher i'm getting the hell out of here for the week uh, we will see you guys next week take care folks we fit you very well everybody <laughs> so stay strong jenny <laughs> by the way if you if you're not listening, uh, yeah, uh, watch on video to get Keith Smith's uh, audio, folks. <laughs> there you go.
We can do that. Uh, folks, appreciate uh, your listen once again. It's been a uh, uh, great honor sharing the the, t- the, the screen and the, the mic with you gentlemen. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing this each week, and I uh, hope the, our listeners, uh, if they don't agree with everything, I hope they can take what we say and agree with certain parts, and we can give aspects uh, that they may not have thought about uh, when they hear these stories in their own right. But uh, I, I, we have our own opinions. A lot of times our opinions are different, but if somebody has has their their own thought on a subject we're hoping that the information that we're providing can give them a, a, an avenue to rethink it is what i guess what i'm getting at what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.